This sikha is a little bit of a different style than some of the other sikhas on the Kutai sikhas. It's really going through the Fabrengen of the Rebbe of Rosh Hashanah Tavshin Mem Aleph. Rosh Hashanah that year was Thursday and Friday. So before the end of Friday, before the end of Rosh Hashanah, the Rebbe washes his holy hands, asks everybody else to wash. And the Rebbe also requested that people say Lachaim to make sure to say so before Shkia as it was going to be Shabbos. In the first part of the Fabrengen, the Rebbe is discussing the concept of Achdus, and specifically an achdus that comes as a result of our avoidah. The Pasuk says, Atem mayim Hashem and the Yidin are all standing in front of Hashem, which the Alter Rebbe explains that the word Hayoyim, standing today, is referring to Rosh Hashanah, and that all the Yidin are standing with the greatest unity in front of Hashem. But Nitzavim could mean that they are being stood up by Hashem. Hashem is making them stand. But together with that, there always also needs to be the avoidah of the person. The person has to have his own input in whatever avoid it is, not only being caused by Hashem, and in this case, the idea of achdus also needs to be brought about by the Yidin. Now, simply, it's the fact that the Yidin are even the ones making Rosh Hashanah happen. As the Gemara says on the words, Mekadesh Yisroel, we say on Yom Tov, Mekadesh Yisroel, the Azmanim, on Rosh Hashanah we say, Mekadesh Yisroel, the Yom Azikarin, because the Yidin first need to make the day holy, sanctify the day, then it becomes a holy day. So that's number one. But in addition to that, the actual fact that Yidin are getting together, in a way of achdus, so they're adding to the achdus that Hashem brought them all together, especially when they say l'chayim, and it's Yom Tif, it's Rosh Hashanah, that year was also a hakal year, especially getting together in a shul, so therefore all of this causes that achdus in a much greater way, and therefore the Rebbe requests that everyone says l'chayim, and again as pointed out in the footnotes, to make sure to do this before Shkia. At this point of the Fabrengen, the Rebbe said also to sing the Nigunim of all the Rabbeim, the Rebbe went through that they should sing the Shalash Tenuis of the Baal Shem Tov, the Mizrich Magid, and the Alter Rebbe. Then to sing a Nigan of the Alter Rebbe, when they wanted to sing Avinu Malkeinu, the Rebbe said, Shabbos, we don't really sing that. So they sang a Nigan Likras Shabbos of the Alter Rebbe. Then the Nigunim of the Mittel Rebbe, the Tzemach Tzedek, the Rebbe Marash, the Rebbe Rashab, the Friedik Rebbe, they sang the Benini. And finally, Atav Hartonu for the Rebbe himself. At which point, the Rebbe also said to sing the Maimer Nigan, and the Rebbe then said a Maimer. In the next part of the Fabrengen, the Rebbe now is discussing the special connection of Rosh Hashanah with the Tzemach Tzedek, who was born on Erev Rosh Hashanah, and a mimer that the Alter Rebbe said when the Tzemach Tzedek was born, and really how in a certain sense it's connected with the birth of all Yidin. So the Tzemach Tzedek is born on Erev Rosh Hashanah, and the Alter Rebbe says a mimer that starts with the words, Mashbi Tzadik, which is, eventually becomes the beginning of Tanya, be, and the connection, of course, is that when the child is born, just before he's born, he's administered this oath that he should be a tzaddik. And the Rebbe says that really, this is connected to the general idea of Rosh Hashanah. Adam Arishan is created on Rosh Hashanah, and every single yid in a certain sense is like Adam Arishan. Adam Arishan is created Yechidi alone, the Gemara Mishnah explains, is because every yid is really like an entire world, like Adam Arishan was one man in the whole world. Every yid is an entire world. And Adam Arishan's creation on Rosh Hashanah is similar to the Nisham of every Yid coming down into his body. So in a certain sense, it's like the birth of every Yid. And therefore, every Rosh Hashanah, which is like the birth of every Yid, is connected to this idea of Mashbi and Oisiti Yitzadik, that just before the Rosh Hashanah, on the era of Rosh Hashanah, before the Yid is born, he's being given this oath of Mashbi and Oisiti Yitzadik. The Rebbe says, in the Kviyus of that year, the way Rosh Hashanah was that year, Thursday and Friday, it's even more connected to the creation of Adam Arishan. Adam Arishan was originally created on a Friday. These days Rosh Hashanah can never be on a Friday, the first day of Rosh Hashanah. The only way it's possible is if the first day is Thursday, the second day is Friday. Now even though it's only the second day, 
and Adam Rishon was created obviously on the first day of Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah was only one day, the first day of Rosh Hashanah that day, that year. But the point being is that Rosh Hashanah, as we know, is considered a Yoim Arichta, one long day. The two days are like one long day. Adam Rishon is created at the end of the day, so if you have two days, it's like Adam Rishon being created in a certain sense, like at the second day of Rosh Hashanah. And the Rebbe now discusses actually this whole idea of Rosh Hashanah being two days. Number one, the Rebbe says, Rosh Hashanah again brings out an achdus of Yidin, that all Yidin have two days. Different to other Yom Toivim, when in Chutzlar it's two days. Eretz Yisrael, it's one day. Rosh Hashanah, everyone celebrates two days. But what's the source for this? What's the earliest place where we find that Yidin celebrated two days of Rosh Hashanah? So the Rebbe says it's actually a clear pasuk in Tanakh, in Torah Shemeksav, in Nechemia. It speaks about the first day of the seventh month, which is Rosh Hashanah. It speaks about what happened there, how the Yidin were told to eat and drink and to be happy, etc. And then it says, by Yoyim HaSheni, on the second day, the Mepharshim say, this is referring actually to the second day of Rosh Hashanah. Now, the Rebbe is now in the next part of the Fabrengen, the Rebbe is going to discuss what we find in those Psukim. We just mentioned that there was a tremendous Simcha. And the Rebbe connects us to something that the Friedrich Rebbe says, that... Rosh Hashanah is the time we crown Hashem as Melech, and we find that by the coronation of a king down here in this world is always associated with tremendous simcha. Says the free Yedikin Rebbe, since things down here, Lamata, are a reflection from the way things are up Lamayla, so the crowning of Hashem is also done with simcha with tremendous, tremendous simcha on Rosh Hashanah. And the Rebbe goes on to explain that obviously, when we speak about Mishalom and things the way they're down here, and how they're a marshal for things that the, the way they are above, it doesn't mean that because it's down here in a certain way, that's what's, that's why it has to be like that above as well. It works the other way around. Everything in this world has a source, Lamaila, up above. So when we want to know how something, what, what's happening in the spiritual realm, when we look at things down here in this world, we can understand how things are happening, Lamaila in the upper realm, which is the source for why things are happening in, in this world in this way. And the reason for that actually is, says the Rebbe, because Hashem wants that we should have some sort of understanding in matters of godliness. So Hashem made it specifically in a way that we could understand things in our world through various different parables, Mishalim, of a Melech Basar Vadam, or of a father and a child, etc. And these things help us understand and relate to in a better way to the way things are happening, Kavayochel by Hashem. The Rebbe now moves on to that those Psukim in Nechemia to discuss that Rosh Hashanah. So, First it discusses the Simcha of the first day of Rosh Hashanah, as we mentioned. Then it discusses the second day of Rosh Hashanah. And Ezra commands the Yidin to go bring wood and the other materials that are needed to make sukkahs and to have the lulav and the adasim and the aravis, etc. But the Rebbe says, obviously they didn't do this on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, but the actual fact that they're already making a hachlota on that day, it's as if they're already doing those mitzvahs on that particular day, even though, of course, practically... It's not happening yet on the day, but we take a hachlata to do something. So it's already considered as if you're doing it. The Rebbe brings a proof of the Yidin by the Karben Pesach and Mitzrayim, where it says that they did already what Moshe and Aaron told them, even though it's only Rosh Chodesh Nisan, and of course the Karben Pesach is going to be brought on the 14th, but the Pesach already says, Vayasu, they already did it. Now the Rebbe moves on in those Psukim in Nechemia, where the Pesach says that the Yidin went ahead and they made the Sukkos, on their rooftops and in their courtyards. It, it also says that they made it Bechatzorah, base Elikim, they made it in the courtyard of Hashem's house. Which the Rebbe says, the Rebbe brings from Tshuva Sangoinim, that this is actually interesting proof, for a, there was a question that was asked, whether a shul should 
have a sukkah. You should make a, 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 a sukkah in a shul, or it's only, since it says, Teshvu came to Dudu, the sukkah is similar to your house, it's only where you live. But really, from this passage, we see that even in the base of Migdosh, a sukkah is built, and similarly, in Shuv Sagoyim is brought, they're also in a shul, we also make a sukkah. But the Rebbe says one of the practical lessons that we could take from all of this is that on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, we are already preparing and making achlotas for the way things are going to be on Sukkot, and with tremendous, tremendous simcha. And therefore, the Rebbe says, practically, we need to make sure to give to all of the needy everything that they need, any, any, that needs anything, to give them everything that they need to be able to celebrate Sukkot, and with tremendous, tremendous simcha. And not only on Sukkot, the things for Sukkot itself, but also the time between Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot to give everyone all of the things that they actually need so to be able to have this greatest Simcha until we've come to the greatest Simcha of Bias Mashiach Tzedkeinu. And even before that, already immediately having Aksiva Vachsima Toiva, Shana Toiva Mesukkah, Betoiva Nirva Nigla. At this point, the Fabrengen, the Rebbe benched. And although usually it would be Kaisal Brach at the end of these Yomim Toivim Fabreng, and it points out in the footnote of here that the Rebbe said that the following day the Rebbe is going, on Shabbos, the Rebbe is going to Fabreng, and the Kaisal Brach would be given out after that Fabreng.